Welcome to Film Section, brought to you by In Between Drafts. Be sure to check out more of our coverage on InBetweenDrafts.com, where you'll find the latest reviews on television, video games, music, books, and of course, film. Colton Van Til is the director of a new acid horror film called This Is How It Starts. Now, this is a film based in the 1950s. The synopsis is a 1950s dinner party descends into chaos when someone has unknowingly spiked the drinks with LSD. Two families spiral into terrifying trips, hallucinations, arguments, and revelations. Death lurks beneath the surface as past secrets are revealed. Now, this new film is going to be coming out soon, and we had the chance to actually sit down and talk to the director, Colton Van Til. Our very own interviews editor, Alicia Kelly, had a few questions for Colton regarding this film, what inspired him to get into film in the first place, and plenty more. So without further ado, here is the interview. Well, how are you <laughs> to start? I'm good. It's been uh, it's been a busy few months just between the film and then I've been uh, directing commercials uh, throughout this period of time as well. But uh, yeah, excited to Great. be talking with you today. Awesome. Anything that you think I've, I've seen or <laughs> yet or are they um, not yet? The, the one that is going on TV shortly is for... A mathnasium piece uh it's like a math tutoring thing uh okay I I, it's it's getting a u.s and canada release i don't know exactly when it's gonna be on air though got you okay okay great um well yeah so uh firstly what inspired you to get into film oh boy um <laughs> i i made some short films with my brothers back when i was very very young like like kindergarten we were just goofing around with like a dv camera um but that was when it like when i first started making little shorts but i didn't take it that seriously and i didn't make anything again until i was i think it was junior year of high school is when i when i took it more seriously and like when i started getting some of my friends together who were acting in school plays um and I had a I had a mentor who was my English teacher but was my advisor or was the advisor for the film club at my high school um and I was kind of like talking about maybe wanting to do a short film or something and he was just like just go fucking do it just make make a short <laughs> and just like gave me that initial push um and, and turned what was kind of my obsession with watching movies into an obsession to making them um and i think that was a that was a key stage of just like jumping into it um really early on in high school and uh and then i've kind of just not i haven't stopped nice and then you uh of course went to film school as well right yes. for college okay got you um nice and then uh how did you come up with the concept for this is how it starts? Good question. Um, so I was I was watching a a lot of 1950s melodramas at the time. Uh, I was mm -hmm. deep into Douglas Sirk, which I, I was originally exposed to via a film studies class in school and then just kind of kept watching those like all that heaven allows written on the wind, stuff like that. 
But then at the same time, I was also watching a lot of Gaspar Noé's work, uh, which he did films like Climax and Enter the Void. So two very different styles. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think it was just the timing and it was quarantine too. So I was, I was, had a lot of time on my hands. Um, and so I'd watch these types of movies back to back. And specifically after watching Climax, I was thinking about what would be the most interesting group of people to like have a ha have a dinner party and have a uh lsd spike into their drinks um, right. <laughs> and so then i was like well i wonder what would happen if that took place with a 1950s suburban family like a nuclear family um mm -hmm. and then everything else just kind of snowballed from there and then and you wrote and shot it during covid or during quarantine sorry yeah so we um I, I, that was kind of how this project came about so quickly is that a lot of my friends weren't uh actively working on too much and were looking for projects uh to be on and so we assembled a, a kind of like a writer's room to write the script i i got in touch with my writing partner that I had been paired up with in class, Ashley Trapea, And we wrote the whole thing via these like just big Zoom meetings. Um, wow. And then, yeah, we were doing pre-production throughout the, it was like late winter, early spring of 2021. Uh, so all our pre-production auditions, rehearsals were all remote, which was uh, pretty interesting. Uh, and then we shot it as things were starting to calm down. We we re got really lucky in terms of COVID surges and because we quarantined people, we bubbled people and uh, then just kept in a little pod in Louisiana, uh, like rural Louisiana and and shot the thing. And obviously it's super different from shooting during non-quarantine times. Is there anything that you would take away from that experience of shooting it during the height of COVID to later to, to sort of now when things are, you know, open back up. And, yeah. And I, I mean, what it, what it forced us to do was spend a lot of time with the, the crew and cast because everyone was in like one contained bubble. So sometimes when you're on a set, like after you wrap, you'll go back home or you go out with other friends uh, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're in, when we were in this COVID bubble, like the only people you were seeing were like the crew and the cast. So I think mm -hmm. it just made a great atmosphere. Um, or even on days where people weren't actively like in scenes, like I, actors that weren't filming that day would still be around, would still be kind of part of the whole process by monitor watching it. Um, and I, I think just cultivated a really like familiar like atmosphere um mm -hmm. and brought everyone closer together so that's something that like going forward i'd love to i'd love to keep that energy somehow and uh and get everyone there in like a shared space throughout all production because i think it just it makes such a more connected uh mm -hmm. team right that makes sense um and then the genre for the movie is it's you've labeled it psychedelic horror or was that you that labeled it that or sort of like a team effort? Yeah, I mean, it's psychedelic horror, acid horror. It's um, 
it's really a mash of of two genres um there's there's a few movies that fit that kind of like overlapping acid horror psychedelic horror subgenre um but we're really kind of blending two different things that was it was it was probably the writers and I who kind of came up with how to categorize it and and the producers because I just I had this idea for it all and then we were trying to like fit a good label on it like I think we came up with that when we were when we were first pitching it and getting financing for it, because we had this concept and it was like, okay, well, how do we like, how do we sell this? How, how do we, how do we put this crazy idea into like a sentence? Um, and so uh, very early on, it was, oh, the acid horror project was kind of how we were. <laughs> and is that an area that you kind of plan to stick with? Not necessarily the, you know, melding of, you know, acid and horror, but the horror genre as a whole or do you see yourself sort of venturing into like comedy or even like romance or, or anything like that uh i definitely have no interest in doing horror immediately after um mm-hmm. <laughs> i i think i found that what i like best is is jumping between genres so i don't want to say that i'll never do a horror again but at least what's exciting me right now is i'm I'm working on a romance drama script with Sophie. Um, I'm polishing up a uh, like a, a neo-Western thriller uh, that I'm writing with another friend. Um, so I I just, I find myself more like, I, I get obsessed with one genre and I want to make the best possible film I can in that genre. And then I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, okay, like what's next? Like, what can I tackle after this? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and then who would be your dream collaboration, whether, you know, co-director, producer, writer, or even an actor that you would like to direct? Oh, um, I, I would love to direct Ethan Hawke at some point. That would be, <laughs> that would be the dream. If I could put Ethan Hawke in like a romance movie, like a period romance, mm-hmm. that <laughs> I like that. I think you'd have a good energy for that. Um, nice. Just because like, I, I feel like the biggest thing I've learned with collaborators is talent is key, but you also have to like vibe with them. And just from like mm-hmm. interviews I've seen, I, I think that Ethan Hawke is the, just the right amount of pretentiousness mixed with self-awareness that I think I could, uh, I think I could. <laughs> it works well with, with what you want to do. <laughs> exactly. Um, nice. And then at you're 23, correct? I, yes. I assumed because that's how old Sophie is. So <laughs> yes, sorry I'm if I got that wrong, but okay. So um, at 23, you've you've already you know developed this impressive resume. At what point do you say that you've made it or consider yourself successful? Oh boy, good question. Um, I don't know if there's any clear marker for success. I I'm hesitant to ever label like festival wins or like awards as success. I think that it's more like once you feel like you've reached the height of your talents, maybe like, I I feel like just more so on like the craft, not necessarily the awards you get from it would be when I, feel like I've made it and I still I still don't feel like I've made the best film that I possibly can make um I still feel like I have a lot of growth to do and a lot more that I can learn um so I don't know I there's definitely there's no clear market to it 
um, I guess maybe once I can get a a film financed and produced uh, a little bit easier, quicker, uh, that that might be a good sign that I'm on the right track. <laughs> and I'm also curious who who is your favorite filmmaker? Oh my gosh! Uh, oh boy, uh, that is that is the hardest question you could possibly have. <laughs> um, because as soon as you say that, I'm thinking of like fifty. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's multiple. Okay. Would you um, be able to narrow down your your favorite movie, or like I can, a, well, I can, a top a three? Director, director's probably easier because that can okay. encompass all of the work. Um, I would probably say a mix between, uh, okay, okay, safe bet, Stanley Kubrick. I think mm-hmm. that I think that covers a lot of my bases. Um, and then Wong Kar Wai. And let's say Sophia Coppola. Um, And for a more current director, probably probably Paul Thomas Anderson. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's it all. It all like varies depending on like what I'm currently into. And like if you asked me a month ago, I could have like rattled off 10 different directors that have been totally right. And then what can we expect from you in the near future? I know you said you're, you're working on some commercials and even touched on like a neo-Western, like you said, is there something um, upcoming that, that we can expect from you in the next like year or as, yeah. as a full length? Yeah, my next feature project will either be, uh, so the, the neo-Western script I'm working on, it's called Blood and Dust and it's a, adaptation of crime and punishment um set during the 2008-2009 financial crisis um and that i've been writing with alex falcon over the past year and a half now we we were kind of writing it straight for about eight months and then took some time off and we just recently reapproached it and are doing pretty hefty rewrite on it so either that or the script that i'm writing with sophie right now is it's an adaptation of a classic uh, Danish novel uh, called Nils Luna. And that is the romance drama script. So we are, we're working through the first draft right now. We're in touch with uh, a Danish producer about it. um, And we're actually, we're planning to go to Denmark uh, to do research location scout and work on another draft of the script in March. So uh, that's either one of those two projects will will hopefully be our next full-length feature. Nice. Nice. And then lastly, when or where will everyone be able to see This Is How It Starts? That is the big question. So right now we are in a phase that probably many indie film producers are well acquainted with where we're just we are waiting to hear back from festivals that we submitted to we're waiting to hear back from uh, a couple sales agents that we've been in discussion with Uh, so yeah it's it's a lot of people checking out the film and trying to find a good home for it Um, that was something that on my first feature we kind of we kind of rushed through the stage and kind of just went to the first festival that accepted us and screened it and i think this time around we're being a lot more purposeful and patient with uh where we want to take the film and and make sure that we 
uh, for lack of a better word, don't get screwed over and taken advantage of, because uh, that that definitely happened on our uh, on our first project. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll obviously keep everyone updated, but I would say sometime next five or six months, uh, we'll hopefully have uh, another a big festival premiere and uh, distribution lined up and ready. That's you. Nice, nice. Well, thank you. I I think that was all of my questions. I really appreciate your time. I loved the movie, by the way. I'm so awesome. thankful that Sophie invited me to the premiere. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to be able to see it, you know, either again in theaters or on streaming, wherever it does land. Mm-hmm. Um, and good luck to you. And again, thank you. Sure. Thank you so much. This was fun. Yeah, thank you. You have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Film Section wherever you enjoy your podcast the most so you can stay up to date on all our latest film coverage. And if you'd like to check out the written version of this review, you can find a link to it in the show notes or head on over to inbetweendrafts.com.